I'm Rowdy McRae and this is the Play A Bigger Game podcast. Tips, tricks, ideas and interviews to help you play a bigger game. And today I'd like to talk to you probably about one of my favourite, favourite topics. Not one of my favourite things, but one of my favourite topics. And that topic is dream stealers. You have to be aware of the dream stealers in your world. And you have to beware of being a dream stealer yourself. And so what is a dream stealer? Well, a dream stealer is a, an expert on everything who's never done anything. The, a dream stealer is somebody that you bump into in the morning and, and you say to them, how are you going? And then you wish that you'd never ask that question because all you get is this long list of all the things that are wrong in the world and a big grumpathon about how everything's so bad. And, and uh, you know, these, these are the people that could suck the fun out of Disneyland. They just take all of the energy and enthusiasm out of your world. If you're hanging around dream stealers, it's really hard to play a bigger game. It's really hard to get your energy up, to get your enthusiasm up when people are raining on your parade. And so I think you need to avoid the dream stealers. It's an interesting thing. So, you know, I get lots of emails from people all over the world that listen to the podcast. And, and I do a lot of work in both America and Australia, and I have some absolutely amazing, fantastic friends in America and have some absolutely amazing, fantastic friends in Australia and in other parts of the world. But the, I'm telling you this because there's an interesting thing that I find is quite different between Australia and America. So the people are generally the same. You know, easy to get along with. They enjoy a good meal and a good day out and spending time with friends and sport and, you know, all of the things that Australians enjoy, Americans enjoy. It's interesting the way that Americans respond to people who are trying to play bigger game. And I'm being general here, so I'm not saying that all Australians do this or all Americans do this, but in America, if you, generally speaking, this is what I find, in America, if you said to somebody, you know what, I'm... Uh, I'm going to quit my job next week. Somebody go, well, they would go, well, what are you going to do? Go, I'm going to be a dog groomer. Now, in America, they would go, wow, that's so exciting. A dog groomer, that'd be awesome. You know, there's so many dogs around here. That'd be such a good opportunity. And you're so good with animals. I reckon that'd be sensational. I can't wait to hear how that goes. That would be the, the average typical American response. In Australia, if you said to somebody, I'm going to leave my job next week, and uh, what are you going to do? You're going to, I'm going to be a dog groomer. The response would be, seriously? Are you serious? You're going to leave that well-paid, safe job to go out and do a dog grooming? Dogs are so hard to control, and if their owners aren't around, they're so hard to get along with, and you won't make any money out of it, and you're not it. You're not it. You don't even like dogs. How could you be a dog groomer? So the Australian response is is typically to tell you everything that would go wrong. Now, all the Australians think I'm being harsh, but I'm not. I'm being real. The other thing in America is when you start to be successful, like so you go, oh, man, that dog grooming business is going so good. You know, I'm 
I'm going to bring another two people on and we're going to get another two cars going out and doing dog grooming and we're going to set up a, a, a salon, dog salon, and, and we're going to branch out into doggy daycare. I'm just making this up on the run. But uh, if you were saying that, that it's going so good, they'll be going good on you. How good is that? You go, boy. Wow, that is so good. That's fantastic. But in Australia, we have a thing called the tall poppy syndrome. So if you start to be too successful, people will drag you down. And uh, so if you start to go, oh, you know, this dog groom business is going so good, I'm going to branch out, and they'll start to go, well, you know, who are you to be doing something like that? Like a few weeks ago, you were only working as a shop assistant, and well, it wouldn't be a few weeks, but a few years, but a few years ago, you only working as a shop assistant, and now here you are highfalutin' it around the place, thinking that you're the king of dogs. And I'd love to get your emails on this. Do... You have dream stealers in America. Okay, or uh, if you listen to this in Russia or Iceland, I don't know, I'm intrigued by Iceland for some reason, but uh, if you're in Poland or England, <laughs> send me an email and tell me, what do you reckon the ratio of dream stealers to dream creators is in your world? Do people lift you up or drag you down? In a minute, we're going to talk to you about uh, how do you deal with it. But um, it's interesting thinking about the election in the United States where Donald Trump was elected president. And, you know, roughly half the country hated that fact, right? But ever since this happened, there's been a lot of people who hated the fact that Donald Trump got elected and, and people are talking about ways to get him out of office and stuff like that. But in America... The people who didn't vote for him that are now hearing that stuff are going, well, you know, he got, a, he got elected. We've got to give him the chance now to do the right thing by the country. We've got to give him our support. We've got to get behind him. So they could have easily switched into dream stealer mode, right, and go, I'll never support him. Don't get me wrong, there are some Americans who will do this. But most people are going, we'll give him some support. We'll, uh, we'll give him the opportunity. He got elected. It's a democratic race. Let's see what, unhap what, what unfolds. Uh, it worked with Ronald Reagan and we never thought it would. Whereas in Australia, if you didn't vote for the person, you would never, ever change your mind. You would just go, I'm going to drag this person down for the whole time that they're in office and undermine them. If you can't change it, why be the dream stellar? Why not lift people up? And so I reckon all of us have uh, dream stealers in our world. You know, I definitely got dream stealers in my world. And so I'm conscious. Every once a year I sit down and go, who are the people, and I draw like on a piece of paper, and you should get a piece of paper and do this. I draw a, like a target, you know, so small circle, bit bigger circle, bit bigger circle, and a bit bigger circle on a piece of paper. And at the centre of the circle I put people that are closest to me, the people I talk to the most, spend the most time with, hang out with. And then in the next circle, I'll put the people that I'm in touch with you know, on a reasonably regular basis. And then in the next circle, I'll put the people that I'm in touch with every now and again. And then in the outer circle, I'll put the names of the people that I'm in touch with once in a while. And then even I might have another circle where I've got people that I haven't been in touch with for years. 
and then I consciously think about, based on what I want to achieve, which of these people are most likely to support my hopes and dreams? And so I might shift somebody in the inner circle out a little bit because if they hear that uh, my goal is to get my golf handicap down to single figures, they're probably going to undermine that. They're not going to support it. They're not going to help it, help me out. And uh, so I'll, I'll move them out a little bit. But, uh, you know, I might have a friend that I know that's played golf for years and been really good at it. So I might go, I'm going to spend some more time with Tommy because I know he went through the same thing and be just good to hang out with somebody who's been through that and who's probably going to go, you know, I know the golf pro changes your swing and every time he does, you play worse golf, but you need to persist at it so that you get better. So I don't want to hang around with dream stealers. I want to hang around with people who lift me up. And the other thing is I, I don't want to be a dream stealer. So I've got to stop myself and think about it. Am I listening to what's going on and am I having the American style reaction where I'm going, good on you, how can I help you out? That sounds like a great idea, you're the man or the girl. Or am I having the Australian style response where I'm a bit more conservative and, I'm, and you know, I think the Australians do it because they're concerned for the individual, but am I doing the drag you down thing rather than the lift you up thing? And because, well, seriously, I don't think any of us want to be a dream stealer. We just, for some reason, end up being that conservative view of things. And I know I've got four beautiful children, and I know that I've spoken to you about them before, and they uh, they range in age from early 20s to late 20s, and they're going through that stage in life where they're getting cemented in with their partner. Cemented in doesn't sound very good, but uh, they're locking in long-term relationships, they're buying properties, they're settling into jobs. And I've got to be conscious sometimes because, you know, I love these kids dearly and deeply and I only want what's best for them. And so as a parent, you can take a really conservative view. And so when one of your children goes, listen, uh, I'm going to change jobs and go and study X, (laughs) and your first response is... (laughs) Why would you do that? That's such a stupid idea. They're probably not going to come back to you with their ideas again. So you've got to get into that state of mind of going, well, why are you doing that? And uh, how can I help you out with that? What's the purpose? How's it going to help you out? Like, Find a way to be a supporter, not somebody who rips the guts out of it. Then people don't come back to you with their stuff. And I'm just going to finish off here with a, a story, and it's a really good story. In a, in Australia, because we have such magnificent beaches all the time, and those all the time all over the place, and I know other parts of the world do, but we're pretty famous for our lifesavers, and our lifesavers compete in an annual series called the Ironman series in Australia where they do all these really tough swimming, paddling surf events and it's it's phenomenal to watch and ultimately they have a carnival where they do this amazing marathon of paddling swimming running and somebody ends up being crowned the king or the australian champion of surf lifesavers it's a prestigious thing right anyway there's this uh this young guy 
on the coast here, not too far from where I live, and he's talking to his best mate about the championship that's coming up that year, and he's going, I'm going to win the championship. And at that time, being won five years in a row by a guy called Trevor Hendy, who was called the king because he was so good at it, right? And anyway, this young guy's mate said, you'll never beat the king. Like, you, Don't get me wrong, you're good. You're really good, but you'll never beat the king. And the young guy turned around and walked out of the coffee shop they were in and never spoke to his mate again. And he went on and he competed in the Australian Iron Iron Man Championships later that year and won. He beat the king. And that same day, he walked into the surf club after the event and his mate was in there and he went up to him at the bar and said... uh, can I buy you a beer? And his mate said, are you serious? Like, you haven't spoken to me in nine months. I've called you. I've sent you text messages. I've sent you messages on Facebook and you just don't talk to me. You won't contact me. You won't. And now you've got the hide that you've won this thing to come here to gloat. And the young guy said, I didn't come here to gloat. You are my best friend. You will always be my best friend. When you said to me that I couldn't possibly win the Australian Ironman Championships, I knew that I couldn't spend the next nine months with you because you were going to steal my dream. And I know that you were being honest with me and it just drove me on to be successful, but I just couldn't hang out with you. But you're my best mate. You always will be my best mate and I would love to share this moment with you. Pretty cool story, right? But uh, the reality is sometimes... Dream stealers move in and out of your world depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve. What's the bigger game that you're trying to play? So give some thought to who are the dream stealers in your world and are you being a dream stealer yourself? And uh, when you come to a conclusion on that, do something about it because nobody wants to be hanging out with a dream stealer or be a dream stealer. Your turn to play a bigger game. Send me an email at rowdy at playabiggergame.com.au or send it to podcast at rowdymcclain.com I'll get back to you. In the meantime you have fun playing a bigger game.